1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelsner.
0: Hello, thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who wanna know what works with social media. By the way, I get a lot of questions from people saying, Hey, Mike, is that your voice, Uh, the Australian dude in the beginning? And yes, that's an Australian accent. And actually, no, it's not. His name is John Melly, and he is actually got a great voice, and he doesn't just do Australian accents. He's also the voice behind Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income Introduction. Check him out at johnmelly.com, M E L L E Y.com. Tell him, Mike from the Social Media Marketing Podcast uh, says hi. I'm so excited about today's show. Today, we're gonna explore how storytelling can help your business. And we're gonna do it with Dave Kirpin, who's the author of the new book, Likeable Business. Now, before we do that, I just wanna say Happy New Year to you. I just wanna thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's hard to believe we're already on episode 21. And it's also hard to believe how much stuff has happened in the world of social media marketing just this year alone. And I just wish you the absolute best for 2013, I hope that you have big plans and that they come to be. With that what I'd like to do is share a couple of really cool resources with you.
1: Here's a path worth treading.
0: Considering it's nearly the end of the year, you might be thinking about New Year's resolutions for next year. And you might be thinking about uh the fact that you've got a lot on your plate and a lot that you need to do and a lot that you need to balance in your life. And the fact is that whether you're a owner of your own business or you're a marketer, you are a leader and people look to you. And this is why I want to recommend a really killer podcast by Michael Hyatt called This Is Your Life. I absolutely love this podcast. I've listened to every single episode religiously. And on the show, Michael talks about intentional leadership and he talks about everything you need to know from how to keep your life and your ba- balanced and how to be a good leader and all these other great things. So if you even have any bit of interest, make sure to check out Michael Hyatt's podcast. You can find it on iTunes. It's called This Is Your Life. You can also find it on michaelhyatt.com, which is his website. Now, one of the cool things that Michael does on his show is he takes caller questions at the end of the show. And the way he does it is he has a call-in hotline. So I decided to follow Michael's lead and we now have a voicemail hotline at Social Media Examiner, and you can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com/slash-voicemail. And the way it works is, you just simply go to the website and using your computer, you can leave a message with your social media marketing related questions. And if I use your question in a future episode, um, you'll get some great press. As a matter of fact, I strongly recommend when you leave your message to say maybe what your blog is or the name of your company, which. Um, you know, it could be really a great opportunity for both of us. I would love to start answering questions, and I think it'll add an interesting dynamic to the podcast. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit slash get updates. With that, let's transition over to today's expert interview.
1: Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide.
0: I'm very excited to be joined today by Dave Kirpin. If you don't know who Dave is, he's the author of the New York Times bestseller, Likeable Social Media. He's also the co-founder of Likeable, an Inc. 500 social media marketing firm twice. And his newest book is Likeable Business, Why Today's Consumers Demand More and how leaders can deliver. Dave, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mike. It's great to be with you.
0: So today, Dave and I are going to talk about the power of storytelling and how it can help a business connect with people, and those people might be prospects or customers. So Dave, speaking of stories, you've got a great story uh, that I'd love you to share with our listeners about how you and your wife, uh, when you were getting married, um, decided to do something quite creative and how it ultimately led to the business that you have today. Can you share that story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to, happy to share it. So uh, my wife and I both have a traditional sales and marketing background. Uh, we've been working in radio sales and uh, sales management. And when we got engaged, we wanted to have a big wedding. Actually, I wanted to have a big wedding. <laughs> and uh, that's why social media is so great for me, Mike, because I love, you know, connecting with people and keep in t- keeping in touch with everybody I've ever known, and so I wanted to be able to invite everybody to my wedding, and my wife had actually been married before and had done the whole traditional New York wedding had um, spent a fortune on it, and, you know, it, it had led to a divorce two and a half years later. So we had this idea to get married uh, at a baseball game, and it was sort of a crazy idea but but we pitched it to a minor league baseball team the Brooklyn Cyclones an affiliate of the New York Mets and we essentially said can we take over the inventory uh from the the, the game and do do sponsorships in exchange for being able to get married at the end of the game and and, and creating this whole promotion so we created a promotion called our field of dreams and um on July 2000 uh, July July 8 2006 I got married to the love of my life at the end of a uh, a baseball game in front of 500 friends and family and 5,000 strangers, and we were able to get the event sponsored. So we were able to sell sponsorships to 100flowers.com, who sponsored our flowers, David's Bridal, who sponsored our bridesmaids gowns, Intamin's, who sponsored our desserts, Smirnoff sponsored our alcohol, and so on and so forth. We ended up raising about $100,000 in uh, goods and services, $20,000 for charity, and the event was awesome because I got married to the love of my life on a baseball field. So hold on and, a second. Uh, let
0: me let me just ask a question. So how how did sure. this work? I mean, like after the game, did they just make a big announcement? Everybody stay in your seats. You
1: no, know, everyone. It was well, it was promoted ahead of time, of course, and. um and so a lot of people just came for the promotion. Um, when Actually, when they showed up at the game, the promotional item was a wedding, a bridegroom bobblehead that we had sponsored. So the first 2,500 people to come to the game got a, uh, a Dave and Carrie bride, bridegroom bobblehead. <laughs> and then there were programs at every seat. So, you know, all 8,000 seats had wedding programs at the seat. So we, we obviously we were able to include our sponsors in that. And, uh, you know, so they would see, you know, Uh, the the wedding program, but they would also see the sponsor logos and some coupons. Um, so yeah, and then in between innings throughout the whole game, we had various sponsors. So instead of the, uh, t shirt toss, 1-800-Flowers.com sponsored a, a, a flower bouquet toss. For instance, huh. um, we did a we did we did a um, a wedding dress, con- a toilet paper uh, wedding dress contest, where you know, you had to toilet paper two 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 engaged people, uh, engaged women competed to um, the toilet paper their, their fiance as, as quickly as possible, and the winner got a, a beautiful wedding gown from David's Bridal. Huh. So we we worked all of our sponsors into the game, so that the wedding itself could be sponsor free.
0: So, and, this uh, is quite creative. So, basically, did your family think you were nuts?
1: Yeah, well, you know, they definitely have, my, my 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 wife's father is a judge, and he's very conservative, so he was a little, you know, he was a little <laughs> cautious about the whole thing, yeah. Um, my grandma ended up being quoted in the Times, and New York Times, and saying something like, um, well, you know, David's always been a little different, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But, you know, the the thing was, it, it, it really ended up working. I mean, it was a little crazy, um, but it worked. And uh, I, I was able to get married to the love of my life, um, and we were able to generate a lot of revenue. But it really worked for the sponsors because we got so much media um, that not only did the sponsors get in front of the 8,000 people at the game, you know, but they were featured in CBS Early show and ABC Wilderness Tonight and CNBC on the money and all these different, uh, and, and then thousands of blogs. And back in 2006, blogs were the main, you know, source of social media. And so the event, our, our wedding sponsors were so thrilled. One hundred flowers dot com and intiments uh, you know, and amongst others said to us after the wedding, they said, Dave, this was amazing. One hundred flowers dot com was actually featured in like 86 TV stations, you know, all for a $6,000, you know, yeah, trade uh, sponsorship. You know, they didn't even pay cash. And so they said, this was amazing. What are you guys doing next? And we couldn't get married again. So we decided to start a company instead.
0: That's a great story.
1: That's, that, that's our story. Yeah. You know, it was really, it was really, um, it was really you know, quite a, quite a blessing.
0: So how have you leveraged that story to grow your business?
1: I continue to tell it. Almost every I mean actually i don't even I don't even tell it anymore I mean I tell it but even now we have a couple of sales folks they still tell that story because it is a great story and the the the, the thing is especially in a very crowded social media space now where everybody does social media right um, when we tell the story it shows our prospects that it's not just about understanding the tools it's about understanding how to be creative, how to think outside of the box, and you still have to do marketing, right? Just because you understand the tools of social media or the tools of radio or the tools of television um, doesn't mean you, you, the idea isn't just as important as, it, as, 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 as it's always been. And by being able to tell that story, we're able to bring uh, some real personality, right, to, to what it is we do, and at the same time... Um, convince people that we sort of know what we're doing and we, we, can able, we, we can think outside the box.
0: Well, Dave, this brings me to your book, uh, your newest book, Likable Business. You have a chapter in there about stories. So let's, let's talk to people that are listening right now. Why should businesses care about storytelling?
1: Well, the reason storytelling is so important, uh, Mike, is that uh, people don't care about you. <laughs> they don't, you know, uh, the first chapter is about listening. And I talk about how important it is to really truly listen, because you know people would rather talk about themselves and let you listen than sit there and hear about you. but when it, when it is time to talk, when it is time to um, you know sell when it is time to stop listening and actually start talking, storytelling is way more effective than uh, sort of going through data or. Pitching. You know, I, and going through any sort of sales pitch because storytelling connects people. Storytelling gets people engaged. Storytelling gets people interested. You know, there's a reason that, that people love going to the movies. There's a reason that people watch TV. There's a reason that people read books. We love to be engaged by stories. And so whether you're at a boardroom, uh, you know, talking to your whole staff or whether you're you know, pitching uh, a piece of business to a prospect, or, or whether you are putting content out there to the world in the hopes of, of, of generating leads for yourself. Any of, in any of those cases or more, uh, storytelling is what can bring your business alive. Storytelling is what can connect you to your audience. Storytelling is what can uh, uh, eventually persuade people to go your way.
0: There's probably people listening to us right now saying nobody cares about my story or nobody cares about the story of our business. What do you say to that person?
1: Well, one of the examples that I talk about in the, uh, in the storytelling chapter is a, a woman named Angela Schaeffers. And uh, Angela was diagnosed with cancer. And she, she started writing a book for, uh, just for her kids, just a, just a memoir. She showed it to a friend, and the friend said, this is amazing. You need to share this with the world. So she ended up printing 500 copies She sold them all super quickly through word of mouth. And she realized that her story matters. And she actually ended up starting a company called Your Story Matters. And today helps people tell their story and helps people realize that, you know, whatever your story, it matters. You know, and the the truth is, Mike, not everybody's company was uh, started by a a giant baseball stadium sponsored wedding. But everybody does, everyone in business does have. A story to tell about how they were founded. Even the largest companies in the world can tell a story about how they were founded. And the amazing thing is, um, when they were founded, it was still just an idea, right? It was Mark Zuckerberg in dorm room, or um, it was, you know, the the uh, founders of HP literally in their garage, or wherever wherever the company was started. No matter how big it is. They had a humble start. So I think that the story of your founding is a story that can often humanize you and make your company more likable and more appealing, no matter how big or, dare I say, unlikable the company is today. Now, beyond, beyond your founding story, I think that you've got lots of other stories you can tell, um, stories about your customers and how your customers have overcome obstacles. Because of you, right? Stories about your staff and how a staff member has grown in 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 working at your organization. Stories about community partnerships that you have or charities that you care about that your company or organization is invested in working with. And all these types of stories they humanize you, they bring your company they they, they bring your company alive, um, and they make your your company that much more interesting.
0: And I think about how Steve Jobs, the story of Steve Jobs and uh, Wozniak starting in the garage, you know, Apple computer. I mean, those are the kind of stories that like really are awesome. And you don't have to be Steve Jobs to tell those kind of stories. I mentioned on a podcast in the past that uh, my first job was selling worms with my brother to local fishermen. And people like, remember that. (laughs) Yep,
1: yep, yep. No, it's totally true. People love that. People, that's, you know, it's funny just before I, um, just before I did this podcast today, um, I, I went into a, a big pitch. I'm raising some money, and um, I, I haven't done fundraising before, so a little nervous. I have this big pitch deck. I'm ready to go through the demo and all the numbers, and um, only I wasn't even going to tell that wedding story only because uh, you know the person sort of asked me how I got started in at Likable. Ly- I said, "All right, let me tell you the story." and he lit up. It was, ama- it was amazing. It actually warmed him up to the entire you know pitch deck just because I was able to share my story. It, people like that stuff. They like the worms more than they like, you know, yeah. talking about with all due respect, talking about eBooks and white papers and, you know, right, right, these, you, you know, you may be, a, you may be the world's biggest expert on, you know, on, on, um, uh, ebook and white paper marketing. So people want to hear about the worms.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's break it down. Um, let's talk about a good story. What makes a good story? How do we turn our experiences into stories?
1: So I think when I think about storytelling, I, I, I again go to the uh, movie or book or TV show analogy. And you know, if I'm crafting a story, I want to think like a director or like an author. Those stories should have a a beginning, a middle and an end. A story should have some conflict ideally. And a story should have at least one, if not more interesting characters, characters that you can, you can believe in. Hmm. And now, you know, your ability to take a piece of history and turn that into a story, you know, has to do with applying those traditional elements of storytelling um, with you know, what really happened <laughs> and you're going to come up, you know, obviously uh, I, I want people to be truthful, but you can sort of uh, embellish a little bit. You can make those characters really come alive. You can make that conflict um, really, um, really come alive. Right. You know, so when I talk about that wedding story, I say, that you know, we really wanted a big wedding and we just didn't have the money. You know, the truth is if we, if we had, hadn't had this idea, we probably would have figured out a way. Right. To get married, you know, the way we wanted to get married. But, you know, I, I set the stage with that, with that conflict. And I think that really helps to, to build a story that, that resonates with people.
0: People love David and Goliath stories too, it seems, you know, about some unlikely character who, um, basically takes on a giant, <laughs> you know, and, and that's often the reason why we start businesses right? Because we see something missing in the world and uh, there's a lot of other people doing something way X and we decide to go Y, we zig, they zag. And those are the kind of stories that people love. So I think you're wise in that regard.
1: Exactly. It's about when so often entrepreneurs are solving a problem. They see a problem, they solve it, and then they realize that they've got a business there and they solve it and and they begin to solve it for others. So, So often that that um, that story arc lends to a really good story and you know then it might take some practice to become a storyteller and to take that story and be able to to, 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 to say it um, to say it in the boardroom to say it through a tweet to say it through an online video there's so many different ways to tell your story once you've got gotten it down so and that can take some practice and some crafting but you know, as I say, as I write about in the book, the beautiful thing about storytelling today is it's a lot easier, it's a lot cheaper, and there's a lot less risk. So...
0: Yeah, you can create a video so on YouTube in five minutes, right?
1: That's... So, so, right, exactly. You know, 20 years ago, Mike, how, how, how could you tell a story? How would you get a story out? You buy a 30-second t- TV spot or a 30-second radio spot. You'd spend tons of money on 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 the creative team and that's before you even buy the media then you'd have to buy the actual media to get that story out there and guess what it might be a really interesting story that really resonates with people or it might suck <laughs> it might fall totally flat you won't it, find out and till and after and you've spent <laughs> you spent the
0: money
1: and you just spent the money and you just spent 6 months or at least 3 months developing that entire campaign you tell a story online today you tell a story with that youtube video that you in your with with, with your with your eye with your eye, that you filmed with your iphone and it may really resonate but guess what if it doesn't resonate mike just make another one tell another story tomorrow yeah <laughs> you, re re recut re it edit it try something new the the barrier to entry to storytelling is lower than ever before so we can all you know, ultimately we can just keep practicing storytelling until we get it right. And that, that to me, that, that gets me really excited.
0: You know, it's so interesting to kind of look back at how stories are so important. Um, if you think about business books, some of the most successful business books of all time, like for example, uh, Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people, which is a classic, which I'm listening to on audio uh, version right now is pretty much just full of stories. One person after the other, Uh, stories that are other people's stories that make the point that Dale Carnegie was trying to convey. But at the same time, what's so interesting about this book that was written, I guess, in the 20s or 40s or something, is that at the same time, he is selling his courses because he's kind of dropping little hints here and there that these are his students that are sharing uh, the stories of what they've learned as a result of employing the techniques that he teaches, you know, outside of the book. So I guess one of the real interesting questions that I'm sure are on the minds of a lot of people right now that are listening is how do you go from story to the actual sale or to the process yeah. of selling? What's your advice on that?
1: Yeah. So I think that's a great, great question. And, um, uh, at the end of the day, you know, likeable business is a business book and I'm a business owner. And to me, it in the same way that, You know, when I talk about social media, you can use all the great content in the world, but if if it doesn't drive sales, none of it matters. It's the same thing with storytelling. You could be the best storyteller in the world, but if you're a business owner and you're telling that story and you're not ending up converting people to become customers, you know, persuading people to go your way, then then it's it's virtually meaningless, right? So I think that the, the process to take people from, Actively listening to a story, to actively listening to a sales pitch, it has to be has to be subtle and it has to be natural. And if you've done a good job with prospecting and with listening, then I think it can be natural. If if on the other hand you you know you know you you have the wrong person in the room, and they don't have a need that you can solve, then. Again, the best story in the world is not going to it's not going to mean anything. So the first the first sort of step is making sure that you you have done your homework right. You have listened, you have prospected right, and the person that you're in the room with, or the person that's at the other end of the the tweet, uh, or or the Facebook post, or wherever you're telling your story, is an actual prospect. Um, then, I think you have to help connect the dots for people. So so what we do when you know when I tell that wedding story, okay, well that's great. And then, I, and then I start talking about uh, how, you know, in the, first, in the first few months of our business, we uh, did word of mouth marketing. But as when Facebook opened uh, up beyond uh, college students, we realized Facebook was a much better way to do what we were doing and creating all this buzz than baseball stadium events and mall events and the, you know the, the first sort of things that we were we were doing as a company and I helped connect the dots between okay great creative marketers to great creative social media consultants um, that can solve my problem and and I think that your story as powerful as it is, needs to have a purpose that also is conveying the fact that I can solve your problems
0: and you know and what Dave let me pause you for a second because you infused in your story like when if someone goes back and listens to the beginning of this interview when you were sharing your story about your wedding you were infusing intentionally um, all this media attention that these sponsors got <laughs> and these activities that you did that showcased the sponsors and um, and that, um, is like a part of the story, but at the same time, it's an intentional hint or a drop, if you will, that allows you later to connect their story to the business opportunity. Am I wrong?
1: No, you're totally right. I, I think I'd probably do it at this point. I'd probably do it pretty, uh, darn, darn subtly slash unintentionally. Right. Because I've told it so many times, but I think that it's, you're absolutely right that, that you know, I talked about connecting the dots. Well, you've got to connect the dots all, all from from the very start, right? And and so if you if you think about what your overall goal is, your overall goal isn't necessarily to become the best storyteller in the world. Your overall goal is to grow your business, and then to you, you know. So so you're going to develop a story that's going to help people connect the dots between what their problems are and how you can solve them, and uh, it, it, it doesn't have to be. Um, blatant. In fact, you don't want to hit people over the head with you. you. You've used the word subtle a couple times to describe it, and and thank you by the way because you 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 you've, you've referenced Dale Carnegie, probably the you know the, the the best storyteller and one of the best salespeople of, of all time. In even just referencing him in this podcast, and Mike, Mike, I consider pretty darn flattering. Um But but what he did in that book, and what I'm arguing that that that, that your listeners should do is, is be subtle about it but, but, but be absolutely clear to yourself with what your overall goals are in your storytelling. At the end of the day, you've got a business to run or to promote, and it's your job to make sure that you, you help people connect the dots so that they're not just hearing a captivating story. They are starting to think about how the person at the other end can actually solve their problems.
0: And what Dale Carnegie and you are both doing is you're get you're getting the listener to say, I want some of that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be part of something like that. That's pretty cool. And that's, I think I, I, the key step really yeah. to get towards the sell. Don't you agree?
1: Absolutely. I want to be part of that story. Yeah. I want to be part of your story. I love that story. And how can I be part of it? And you know, you're, 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 you know, I, I talk a lot about sales actually with, with folks. And I, and I, I was just talking to somebody. I said, you know, everyone is a salesperson. People don't like thinking of themselves as salespeople right now sometimes, but Every single person from the CEO to the sales guy to anyone is a salesperson of some sort. You're selling ideas. You're selling what you believe in. You know, if, 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 if I'm asking somebody out, well, I'm happily married now, but if you're asking somebody out on a date, you're selling them on why you are the candidate to go out with them. We all are salespeople. So, you know, to me, it's a matter of embracing that a little bit and then figuring out how we, can in, you know, how we can infuse our story with key points that are going to help us become better salespeople in conveying and persuading uh, of the folks at the other end. Nope. And by the way, like I said, to me, all of this applies whether, you're, whether, whether that's one person that you are sitting one-on-one in front of or 50 people in a boardroom or thousands of people that are on the other end of a Facebook post or a tweet. Okay, so that's a perfect transition to
0: my next question because I was just gonna say people are probably wondering, um, okay, this is easier when you have a captive audience in a room, but um, what about Facebook, YouTube blogs and all that stuff? How do the online mediums uh, play into the storytelling in your opinion and the impact of it?
1: Yeah, so hugely. So first, as as we talked about a little earlier, they totally changed the barrier to entry to tell stories at scale. Uh, it used to be, if you wanted to tell your story at scale, you had to buy your way in through media, through buying media, through TV, radio. Um, maybe you could tell your story in a... a, 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 a five color glossy brochure and mail it out to the entire town too. But either way, you're, you're spending significant dollars on that storytelling. And now these, the, all these mediums, these social media, um, have made it super easy to tell your story.
0: And for people to uh, share and, it, right?
1: And for people to share it. Absolutely. You know, so, so, so the ability to create uh, a piece of content, whether it's a Facebook uh, picture or a Pinterest picture or a YouTube video or a blog, that is telling your story, and then get other people to share that, and you know you you really can uh, tell a story and have dozens, hundreds, thousands, millions of people see that story. And, and and have an impact. I mean, when Dave Carroll made the United Breaks guitars video, yeah. telling the story of his guitar, he you know, he, he he's to, that, he's told that story to to twenty million people now. He's he, even he's got a book out on make it. Make a YouTube video.
0: Yeah, he's got a book out on it too. So and
1: now he has a book out. He's got a consultancy. I mean, he's turned it, he's turned it, that story alone into a business.
0: That's crazy. All right, so um, one of my last. I've I've j- this is pretty much the last question. And then I just have one more small question, but what is a simple action item that someone who's listening right now should take to begin working on their story? How can they start? So, what should they do to start their story? I guess, you know, to, to yeah, begin the brain lo- story? Lo-
1: Love that question, Mike, because I'm all about action. Uh, all the theory in the world doesn't mean Jack. If you can't actually take it, play it and and, and take it into action right away. So I think, you know, what I would say is write it down, write down whatever you think your story is, share it with somebody and start talking about how to make it into a better story. So, you know, not everyone is going to have right away this amazing story of how you're founded. So just write down what you think is your story, write down, you know, maybe a bunch of ideas and then share that with somebody, you know, and trust. And then start sort of crafting it, start saying, okay, this could be a picture and this could be a video and this could be, you know, this is where we can find that conflict and this is where we can, you know, make this character that much more interesting and that much more uh, appealing and engaging. And, um, you know, before long, you will have a a better story to tell than the story that you might have right now.
0: You know, that inspired me to just share a tiny little story. Um, I have a video on the About page of Social Media Examiner of me driving my car Um, from one piece of the neighborhood to another in my business park. And I just am sharing and I've got what people don't know is I have a cameraman like leaning up against the window in the front passenger seat of the car. And I am just um, talking and sharing my story as I drive for about a three minute drive. And um, I stuck that video up on uh, my about page just to kind of humanize a little bit about who we are. And thousands and thousands of people have watched that video and it's really amazing. And it was so easy. I mean, it, well, actually it wasn't, it took about 20 takes, (laughs) but (laughs) but, you know, eventually I got it down and I actually had the, uh, the bullets like taped on the camera on the front of the camera. So I would look over at the camera and see it. But, um, you know, those like little things really make a big difference and, and, and help humanize your brand. So if anything, I would really encourage people to start, like Dave said, just grab a piece of paper or your iPhone and start working on your story. Um, and if you want to learn more about this and a lot more stuff, for sure, pick up a copy of Dave's book. Um, Dave, where can people find out more about you, your business and your book?
1: Yeah. So uh, pretty much all things likable on the web. We've been fortunate enough to, you know, if you throw, if you Google the word likable, you will, you will find us one way or the other. So we're at, we're at likable.com is our company and uh, likablebook.com is for the books and likablebusiness.com is for the the, the latest book, um, but really all things likable I would say, and then the other thing I would say is you know n- not just to find info about the book, but if you have any questions at all, any questions, one of my core values, both in the book and personally, is responsiveness, and so even though I get thousands of uh, messages a day, or not, not a day, thousand messages per week uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and the like, I, I make it a, a, a my personal mission to respond to each and every one of them. So if anyone has any questions at all, Mike, they can tweet me at Dave Kirpin. Uh, they can Facebook me, facebook.com slash Dave Kirpin, or they can even go super old school and email dave at likable.com.
0: Yeah, and Kirpen is K-E-R-P-E-N, just so in case folks are, are wondering. Hey, Dave, thank you so much for um, sharing some of your story with us today. It was really, really awesome.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Mike. It was, it was a blast, and uh, um, you know, look forward to continuing the story of our relationship. One of these days, I'm going to meet you.
0: All right, Dave. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Definitely be sure to check out Dave Kirpen's uh, new book, Likeable Business. Also, want to let you know uh, any of the links that we mentioned during this podcast can be found at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 21. Also, if you really enjoyed the show, you could help us spread the word by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. What that does is pre-populate a tweet into your Twitter stream that basically tells your friends all about the show. And I would love it if you would consider doing that. This does bring us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. If you like what you've heard, would you please do me a favor and visit iTunes and help us by giving us a rating and a written review, or one, or both, I'd love both. You can do it by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes, all lowercase, and that'll take you right to the place where you can do that even on your mobile phone. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.
1: The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.
0: Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash updates.